podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Monday's Terrace Podcast, I'm Graham Thillis, I'm joined today by two men, good and true. First of all, we've got the SPFL Stats King, Craig Anderson. Hello. Uh, hello Craig, and secondly, we've got Twitter's Roll at Bothwick. Hello, hello. hello, how's it going, yeah. are you well? Everybody's well. Good. Uh, I was what? just giggling at you, uh, I don't know if it was deliberate or not, introducing Robert second, uh, as yeah. usual. Every time, man, um, it was it was great, I did a Terrace Extra with Craig Cairns the other day, but it was only me that was on it, so I was like, I'm getting announced first, <laughs> this is great. I actually forgot, I forgot that, I couldn't remember, I, know, I knew somebody got really upset at being announced second, but I'd forgotten it was you, had I remembered, I would have done it properly, I've just ruined that as a bit, but nonetheless. No worries. Uh, we're in the festive spirit, as we can see from Craig Anderson's jumper, which is a uh, really bad radio. Um <laughs> Well, we'll see, this is a, it's got mooses on it, or moose, or whatever the plural is. Meese. 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 But <laughs> I, I can't decide if it's actually a Christmas jumper or just a winter jumper. And it, I would say it's more winter. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything that's specific I wore to it Christmas. I was at about two weeks ago, though, and got about three or four comments saying it's not a bit early for a Christmas jumper, and it, and it deadened my confidence. Um, so... I retired it until December, but it's back out now. Okay, so we're not in the festive spirit. <laughs> we're in winter spirit. We're in the winter spirit, so let's keep that winter spirit flying, <laughs> and we'll have some hotties and naughties. Who would like to give me a hottie or a naughty? Yeah, I'll start with a hottie, which is uh, John Robertson. Um, he came out, I don't know um, if anyone saw it, but he did an interview. It was a very surprising interview about the Rainbow Laces campaign, and he was kind of talking quite a lot of detail about you know how... Um, how he supported the campaign and he went into a lot of depth. And I think that the reason I was surprised by it is it was kind of something you, the type of guy you wouldn't necessarily expect from. I don't mean that in any criticism of John Robertson, just the generation he's from of kind of men were men and all that kind of stuff. But he was very insightful on the topic and he talked about playing with Justin Fashion and um, all that kind of detail. And I just thought it was really nice um, to hear someone in his position kind of yeah. make a big public positive statement like that. Yeah. Um, Do you find it really... I've heard that what was it, it was uh, Gus McPherson really surprised me along these lines as well not so much for Rainbow Laces um, but he was speaking after he'd done uh, mental health first aid training and highlighted that do you know what I thought I had an open dressing room I always told people you know if you've got a problem come and see me and then he realised that that's and he, he very obviously he very clearly said that's not enough I need to take more responsibility I'm responsible for these people for these kids for these adults whatever they are I need to approach them It's not even, it's not enough to just say my door's open, come and speak to me, because for a lot of people that's too much, and much in the same way as John Robertson, I was really surprised to find out that Gus McPherson, in much the same way as a guy who's been through football in an era where you were a big tough guy, like all the, like Robert was a big, well not so much a big tough guy, but was a tough guy, um, and again Gus McPherson was a tough guy, and to have people within football who you Again, possibly a fault of ours to look at them and say, oh, they'll just be the way they are. Yeah. To understand and appreciate that they're actually continually looking at things and going, do you know what, actually, maybe I need to improve and maybe do things. So really, I thought it was a really nice positive thing as well. Good. Robert? Uh, I have gone for UEFA's fine collectors, because what a Christmas night out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, after Rangers versus Feyenoord uh, the other day, obviously Rangers have been given a date for a hearing, but I believe that's that'll be a, a definite ban. Uh, sorry, not a definite ban. <laughs> Whoops! Uh, a definite fine. Yes. Um, and the same will go for Feyenoord, who were also letting off flares uh, within the stadium. So no, it's been a it's been a real fine uh, season for UEFA's fine collectors, especially with the Scottish clubs as well. Celtic and Rangers really. Uh, pushing new boundaries, I think, uh, in, in terms, terms of getting light, lighting things on fire. In terms of putting things on fire and waving them about, um, yes, even before the potential of Croatia v Serbia. Hamden, <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in straight on that. Is, is one of my hotties is Euro twenty twenty, which, despite the draw, which lasted longer than anything I can possibly imagine. <laughs> honestly, they should get the SPFL into do UEFA draws. Have anyone seen the Turks Carnival UEFA Challenge Cup draws that don't go to shit? They happen. There's one, two, three, four, right? Everyone get in, everyone get out. Happy days. Draw is over. I reckon uh, the SPFL could have done the, the Euro 2020 draw in about five minutes flat. No no fucking about. Francesco, we know you're there. We've all seen you. We'll get you on quick in the draw after the after the draw is over. Don't worry about it. And you can stand and, and look a bit awkward about the whole thing. But that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's, there's some brilliant groups in there. And the idea that we can play the Czechs, Croatia and England and our if we get there, you would imagine third place is also just about enough to get yourself a knockout tie, which again for Scotland could be at Hamden again. We've got to qualify. It's such a such an unbelievable opportunity for everyone to have a really good fun summer. Which is how we've got to approach this: is that if you are if you don't qualify, you're just fucking ruining everyone's summer. Well, it's, it's the fact I've had I've talked about this before. There's like this kind of period when Scotland normally get knocked out. It's normally October, November time. You think, oh fuck this! I'm not watching this tournament. A lot of shit. But you've you've had the time. By the time it rolls around, you've had the half a season of club football, and you're like thinking, oh, then no, this this will be alright. I watch it. It's too close this time. You're still <laughs> going to be on that. You're not going to have coped by March to get around to the tournament. I've got tickets for all the games at Hampton. I'll not want to go if I'm watching the team that's beat us. Yeah, uh, playing in our Euros. The one thing I do think that's in the benefit is it wasn't the most star-studded group. Um, I don't imagine it will be very appealing for ticket sales at Hamden if we don't qualify. Yeah. And I do not put it past UEFA to give us a kind referee. Um, and <laughs> and, uh, and, and it would then allow them to avoid uh, the potential of uh, Serbia. Serbia via Croatia. So yeah. I I think if we can keep ourselves in the game, we might do all right from it. To make it to make it absolutely clear, I'm working on the assumption that we're not qualifying. So see all this like, oh, we have to qualify. I'm just like, no, nah, we already haven't, because I think anything else will be a bonus later on in. Uh, and I'm so used to Scotland pissing me off anyway. So I'm working on the assumption that I, I mean, it will get to the the first playoff game and we'll lose it. It's going to get scudded by Neil Beaton. Aye, everyone's talking about. Oh, aye, yeah, like big game against Serbia or Norway. Or we won't play them. <laughs> Robert. I don't care. No, I don't. Fine. I don't. Okay, I don't okay. care about about your your tooth drying there. It's it's not going to happen. And I, I tell you, if anything does happen, I'll be very surprised. Okay. Any more? Uh, do you want a hottie or a naughty? Just you. You do. You get. You do. You mate. Uh, naughty Jordan Forster. It's one of the moments of the season so far. It's it's tremendous. Beautiful, honestly. The, I, the, the heartbreaking thing is that this didn't happen on BBC Scotland Friday Night Football because <laughs> if we'd had like four cameras set up for that, you've yeah. seen it in various angles. Well, that, that's kind of it. That's actually one of my favourite things about the video that we've seen. Obviously, there is one from behind the goal now that's been released, which is even better. But the, when, <laughs> I, 
when I first saw it, it was just the DTV uh, camera, and it's not even got back into the right ratio yeah. uh, for for sort of pitch to play. By the time uh, he's fluffed it and then Dobby's through on goal, they've they've not even been able to amend the camera angle because they're still sort of panning out for the big celebration <laughs> shot after Danny Johnson's equaliser. So it's, many elements of it that are really good. So many it's, elements. It's, what in what world did he have that amount of time on the ball? It, it doesn't even really seem to slip oh, no. until you, the very even last even second. Even you right? get to that, the Dundee players motioning to run back to the centre circle Aye. so they can get the game restarted again is... You know, what's that Twitter account? Uh, cursed images? Uh, yeah. Moments before cursed... Uh, images before cursed moments in football. Aye. Yeah, Dundee it's, players motioning to run back to the halfway line. It's got, it's got real uh, reminiscent vibes of Falkirk at yeah. Palmerston last Steve, year. Steve, again, yeah. I think it was Stephen Dobie, uh, yeah. again, who scored the, the penalty in the last minute, I think. Um, and it's got real vibes about that. It was just a beautiful moment. But I'm, I'm not going to say Dundee Football Club. I'm going to pin this directly on Jordan Forster. I think that seems absolutely just, fair enough. Just for how he spells his first name. Jordan. 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 There's a couple of Jordans about it. Where, when did this, when, where did that come from? Is that not Jordan Morton as well? Former yeah, Cowden Beast winger. I think he's Jordan. Jordan. It's not, it's not how you spell it. I've seen a Jordan before, an I-N. Jordan. Yeah, well, then there's Jordan Sheeran, um, who Lion. is a Y. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, interesting. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this, is what, this is what you don't pay your money for. It's, it's a simple name, a simple formula. Yeah. Stop ruining it. <laughs> Jordan. Um, anyway. I've got a naughty, which is fake injuries, um, which mm-hmm. is just an absolute drag. If Celtic could stop pretending that um, <laughs> odds on Edward is injured <laughs> and potentially out for the weekend, that would be magic because it's plainly a lie. Um, it's like Craig Levine pretending half the Hearts squad is injured before Edim, every Edinburgh derby. Uh, to be fair, he was right this season. And and to season, be fair, right? season. <laughs> and then lo and behold, every one of them on match day is fit and ready to play and scoring. Yeah. Um, I'll score finally for Sky Sports pundits. Uh, I it was depressing to sit and watch that um, Celtic Ross County game yesterday. Just thinking we've got this exclusively uh, in a few years. You know, for the next three or four years, if they don't, you know, steal what's left of the BT Sport, then you're stuck with Commons Boyd, uh, Andy Walker um, for the next few years. It's, it's not um, it's not a fun prospect, especially. Um, Boyd as a player absolutely loved him but he just, he, he's just a negative guy as a pundit and there's just no he is no super negative yeah, I, I think know. that's where he's trying to get the shock factor of Chris Sutton but he's just yeah. not as good at it Yeah, and, and Sutton does have the shock factor but he's equally likely to be positive about stuff Aye, um, absolutely when, when he's been like it, like so, he, Sutton has almost got the same mentality as like a Scottish football fan, which is that he can take the piss out of it. But if someone else takes the piss out of it, it's like, how dare you? And like, uh, you know, it's kind of like if an English guy piles in, and we've we've all been taking the piss out of Hearts this season. An English guy piles in and goes, Hearts a piss. We're like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> still beat Barnsley, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's the same idea. Indeed. Uh, I've got another couple here. I don't, Just, we'll go one more. Go one more. Go one more. Oh, they're both good. Do you want my hottie or my naughty? Naughty. Uh, well, that actually depends on your perspective and, and what side you're looking at this, but I'm going to go for the Hibs TV commentator. <laughs> um, he lost it. Yes. Slightly, was... momentarily. Um, I've got a lot of time for the guys that do club TV uh, commentary and stuff it's like that. It's half the fun. It's half the fun. And uh, the whole point is to be biased and stuff like that. But his uh, outburst when Del Fabro scored and obviously Alessio and and coaching staff yeah, uh, Matt, Matt lost it. Matt, he was basically in the centre circle <laughs> when, uh, 
<laughs> I was going to say, because it's sort of like the camera pans and Del Fabro's coming out of the crowd um, after the celebration. Uh, it cuts back to the, the bench and Donati's just arriving back. No, there's there's um, a shot behind, from behind the goals of, uh, of Kelly players like emerging from the crowd. And it, there's genuinely, every time you think, oh, that's it, all cleared, another Kelly player jumps out of the front row of the crowd. And it, it is, um, I think I said it's like um, one of those clown card gags where like there's a car and the clowns just <laughs> keep appearing out of it. So you watch that video back. But anyway, to go back to your point, um, have you got the quote? Yeah, um, they're, they're, they're celebrating like they've won the World Cup. Yes, um, and uh, which Kelly can't even do. No, no, <laughs> idiot. No, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to very, very, very quickly give him a hottie as well. It's Christian Dodge, but not for what he's doing on the park. Um, he's sparked up his Tinder profile. And he, I, is he is absolutely is, flying on Tinder. He has timed that absolutely perfectly because now he's good. Um, <laughs> folk might actually. He's like even him. going for the kind of classic approach of of picking someone slightly less good looking than you to be in the photo with yeah. you as well. I did that with my mate Danny. Aye, now I'm engaged. There you go. <laughs> Tactics. Sorry, Danny. So, uh, we'll actually get to the weekend's action now because that's what we're allegedly here to do. I mean, that, that was vastly more fun than some of the games here, but nonetheless. I could have done that uh, all day. We could have done it all day. But we'll crack on with uh, probably the most exciting end to a game at the weekend, certainly, as Hibernian uh, are back. Uh, Hibs 2, Kilmarnock 2. <laughs> Uh, goes from uh, Doidge and Naismith for Hibernian and Bruce and Del Fabro for Kilmarnock. Um, yeah, that was a good laugh, wasn't it? I, I mean, Craig, I, I think you should jump in before I do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so it was, it was probably Kelly's. Um, I was about to say Kelly's worst performance of the season, and I remembered um, what happened in our, our first couple of games of the season. But our, our worst performance in a while. Your worst, um, your worst performance. You're willing to admit to our worst performance against a full time team. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, for sixty minutes, just well out of the game, just just nothing happening for us. Um, even Brophy was out ill. Uh, Osman So came in, and and it, it wasn't his day. Um, Osman So's just a great big fart noise of a footballer now. Eh? Oh, he's, uh, he's just. He came in his first start. He played in Ross County for the first forty-five minutes. He was pretty good. And went, oh, maybe maybe there's a wee player here. Uh, he then did nothing and missed a penalty in the second half. He uh, got injured, and then we've not seen him again until. Um, Saturday, ambling around on Saturday. Um, Simeon Jackson came on and was immensely. Um, That's he he looks quite interesting. Yeah, he was the one that um, to jump ninety minutes forward. <laughs> was the one that won the ball back for the goal. Um, Hibs had possession, gave it away, got it back, gave it away again twice inside uh, inside our half, and all I had to do was run to the corner and. Uh, Jackson won it back, got fouled, and then and then quick free kick and we scored. So yeah, Jackson made a big difference. Yeah, but I mean, Hibs Hibs were very good for an hour, and then Jack Ross, I think, I think made a made a mistake. Um, he took Scott Allen off and brought on um, the destroyer of dreams, Stevie Mallon, <laughs> um, and it was literally within a minute of Mallon coming on. I think that um, the Bruce scored the oh, first goal, and yeah. then um, they just they just we we did battle them from that. And battles maybe a bit strong, but we did. Um, Come in, come, come into the game. point and, and had several chances and they just couldn't see it out not for the first time this season because both subs were kind of at the same time weren't they so, uh, yeah. Jackson coming on and uh, Malin coming on and that seemed to I mean from the outside looking in seemed to be the sort of the big change in it I think um, you know first half first hour even Hibs in transition Hibs attacking was, was actually really impressive they were finding space like they were under Lennon like 18 months ago yeah. they, were, they were beginning to look like they had a bit more Broadly, identity there's a lot of similar players in there yeah, the yeah. Core, a lot of the core that core of players is still there and Dodge continuing to score goals that he doesn't mean is an incredible <laughs> skill unbelievable aye it's um, 
it was almost like a sort of weird volleyball move where Bonescu just smashed it off his head uh, and then it bounced in. It was... Dodge, duck, dip, dive, duck and dodge. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Br- Brunescu has had that in his, his locker for a long time. As I said, when I was... Uh, I like summer. how you're saying that like as a skill. Yeah, no, I was watching him in the summer and you're I was a bit shy. pinging a ball off someone's dome. <laughs> and, and, I, and I was doing, uh, looking at him in the summer and watching videos of him on my scout playing for like, a Lithuanian team in a bunch of gym halls around <laughs> around the country and uh, literally true playing an indoor things that look like some sort of school gym hall. Um, he was taking up handball. Yeah, come fly, just coming flying out for crosses, getting nowhere near them and despite being a big massive guy. Last week uh, against Hearts when we won three now, he wiped out um Gary Dicker. Just just came flying out and took Dicker and none of the ball. Um and unfortunately um didn't concede that time. But it's been coming for a while and, and yeah, he's just he's not for a guy his size, he has no command of his area and that's what you saw. It's a goal goalie's ball every day of the week. Yeah. Even if he has to take Dodge with him, fine, do. Um, yep. Goalies will always get that protection yeah. as well. You have to climb over Dodge's head. Well, <laughs> unless you're actively going out and just knocking him clean out with a punch. Ah, yeah. Even at that, if he's got an arm up, you've probably got away with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think generally in that, that first half, Kelly did look pretty slack, though. They were giving the ball away. Like you said, you know, not their best performance, but they were giving it away in dangerous areas as well. It's not as if they were just sort of losing it out on the wing. Um, or, or anything like that there's a, a few times that Hamelainen and all that kind of stuff they yeah. were just trying to pass it into the midfield and Hibs were on top of them and then Hibs cut them apart with yeah. one of the finest goals of the season Yeah, that's yeah. So, so, similar to Kelly's goal last weekend against yeah. Hearts just that moving the ball from left to right and Naismith appearing instead of Chris Buck this time yeah. and absolutely thundering it was a superb finish I mean I, just, I, I think people who were at the game sort of had a question mark over Brunescu again I think probably thinking yeah, back was, to the first goal it was in the net before but, Brunescu had even aye, seen the pass aye, no, exactly it's such a clean hit he's taken yeah. him by surprise he's, he's almost shaping to cross it when he yeah. hits it and then he sort of turns his body, hits it in the top, and it's a great goal. Thunderbolt. And yeah. uh, talking of both Juventus and Lithuania earlier, <laughs> the, the, um, someone who kind of was in the, involved quite heavily in that goal was Vikintis Slivka, who had, had a great game, definitely by far the best I've seen him play for Hibs. Perhaps he, he might be okay after all, if, if he's kind of fourth chance or something at the club. But um, he's shown He has shown moments. Yeah. since he's come to Hibs but he's not been able to uh, displace it seems to be in specific games like, again the Celtic game that he came into as well after a bit of time out and did a, it felt more like he was doing a job rather than it was a case of this is a particular talent set that he has yeah. it's a case of you will do what you're told in this game um, I was actually really confused looking at live score I presumed it was a corner that he scored from because I couldn't see any other scenario where Slivka had assisted Naismith Aye. in order to score I was trying to figure it out like, has to be a corner. It has to be a corner. Like it's a corner from Slivka that Naismith's not eaten. Because there's no way that he would have passed. Oh no! no. Aye, yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, and, and yes, uh, I I feel like Slivka's one of these guys. You don't. I was about to say you don't end up at Juventus for nothing, but um, Brunescu did. So it was. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, but but he, he's definitely got something. He's he's got a lot of caps for Lithuania, and, and Lithuania are not the worst international team. They're, they're okay. Um, so it would be inter- it'd be interesting to see if he continues to kind of feature under Ross and, and whether he, he comes on to it a bit because despite all that and despite them reverting to what Hibs have done all season there, there was a lot of positives to take out as there has been for the last few months the downside is there was a lot of positives at the start of Heckenbottom brain where yeah. they, they kept beating rubbish teams and drawing with okay teams um, so it's not it's not a kind of it's a qualified success so far because Maybe when he comes up against better teams, it all go downhill. But he, 
he's made as positive a start as you can. It's not as it's not a particularly easy run of games that he's had. No, and um, the upcoming runs even harder. So yeah, correct. So that'll be probably a better judge of Jack Ross. Uh, we'll move to the next game of the weekend that has four goals in it as Motherwell. So I just actually I wanted to point out the shite defending for um, no, especially on, the winning goal where they leave O'Donnell well they switch off the, the equalising goal sorry is that what I called it felt like it? a winner it felt like a winner it did feel like a winner um, they, they switch off from a quick free kick but then more than that um, when you see that ball coming across from O'Donnell it's very clever because he cuts it back rather than going high yeah. there's four Kelly players in a line ready to put that in the net and not have to play near him um, and they showed Portis just completely lost Del Fabro um, before that for the other goal Dodge completely lost um, I've completely made an ass of it for Bruce as well so there are still those negatives but just that that, that was one of the, the worst pieces of defending I've seen all weekend and I Dodge also, choosing to chest yeah, the ball chested, when um, it was at shin height yeah. was yeah. interesting I absolutely I, the more and more I see a Del Fabro I absolutely love Del Fabro and Aye. he's the, the perfect example of when a lone player and a lone signing absolutely works for you because he looks as much a part of Kelly just now as like Freddie Dindaloo or yeah. something like he's like arrived in Kelly and been like I'm into this. Yeah. Even just on like his relentless liking of everything Scottish football on Instagram as well is absolutely incredible. I don't know how he has any time to do anything because he likes every Scottish football. Maybe it's like he's got the guy Harvey St. Clair has as well. <laughs> put this on. Put this on Twitter. Put this on Instagram. Um, but yeah, sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're alright. Move on to the other game. Now. Uh, as I said, we'll move on to the next game with four goals in it. As Motherwell scudded St Johnston for nothing. Goals from Devante Cole, Peter Hartley, Jake Carroll, and Christy Manzinger, um, which is very exciting. He was one of my hotties that I wasn't allowed to read out just because I wanted to see his name. <laughs> Christy Manzinger. Christy Do you know Manzinger. what you really enjoy as well? There's a kid who, uh, in the East Stand at First Park who has obviously been on the internet and bought a Ugandan flag, <laughs> which just has Mugabe written across it. <laughs> and, Phenomenal. And, and, and Sharpie, um, which is great. It uh, really is. I'm all, I'm all for having completely... Um, off the wall flags waving about for players that you play for countries that you couldn't find on a map. Hundred percent. I remember yeah. um, there'd been a big massive Slovakia fight for Maros Klimko yeah, we, uh, yeah, five years ago um, during his kind of cult hero period. Um, as as Motherwell was going for the fair play place <laughs> and not really caring about winning games at any point, but just trying really hard for Klimko not to get booked anymore because it was genuinely <laughs> getting to the point where we have to drop him or we're not going to Europe. <laughs> Made absolutely no sense, but I'm not going to complain about it. Um, Motherwell weren't very good um, and that tells you how bad St Johnson are in the first half an hour Peter Hartley I don't think found a Motherwell player with a pass which bear in mind that we were playing out from the back entirely that was not good yeah. Liam Grimshaw I don't think found a Motherwell player with a pass in the first half an hour um, just passing all his pals in the stand that was it That's that was it, it. Yeah. Um, big, big boyhood Motherwell fan <laughs> he, uh, we were really poor the first <laughs> half an hour we just didn't start in the game at all um, St Johnston maybe had the, 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 the more of the possession at that point but again just never looked entirely threatening at all there was no point during the game where you looked at St Johnston and went I'm, I'm very concerned by anything they are such an incredible shot, soft touch from back to front um, I would be if I was a St Johnston fan I would be very concerned um, Nanny's Toe Poker on Twitter highlighted uh, on 23rd of January of the last year, St Johnston beat Livingston. That was their fourth straight win. They'd picked up 32 points out of possible 42. Since then, they've had 33 matches. They've had seven wins, none away from home, five draws, 21 defeats, 31 goals scored and 69 conceded. They are an absolute mess just now. Um, they keep losing bodies as well, which is not particularly helpful. Uh, Davidson and uh, 
Hendry being suspended for the game as well limits your options in terms of what you can do. The St Johnston midfield was absolutely powder puff in a, in a game where Motherwell were not particularly good. They could have had more goals. They could have had more out of it than they did. Um, and I think St Johnston really, really need to be very concerned at this point. If they get to January and they're still in touch, I think that's probably a result for them. Um, the number of St Johnston fans on Pine Bovril just now as well, who are going through the St Johnston squad, going, "Oh, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine." Like you've won like seven games in a year. You look at you look at their lineup from the weekend, and there's no experience there. No proper experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've got guys like Jason Holt's played a bunch of games in the top flight. Waterspoon obviously has been around for ages. If, uh, but if, there's no leadership there. Yeah. There's no there's no experience. I think that's been a, a key reason for their defence being so bad. Jason Kerr, good defender. Yeah. He's he alongside Wallace Duffy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he Kerr needs to he need not a, a captain, he's not been a good captain. Yeah, about it it's hard to judge him on it, I think. It, yeah. it's it's kind of unfair that that's been chucked upon him. Um, with hindsight I think at the yeah. time obviously a lot of people were for it but I, I mentioned before previous podcasts that not having a Joe Shocknessy or a Stephen Anderson or someone like that alongside him it, it means that it's sort of I don't want to say blind leading the blind but it, it's it's inexperienced laddies who if they go a goal down they're looking for that yeah, figure drop, and yeah. then I, 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 either side of them you've got Scott Tanzer soft as shite soft as shite and you've got Tony Ralston and that's that's Does your back line. Yeah, I, I don't know. That is that is a that is a basis for failure right there. And I, I, that's saying nothing against the players individually. No. I think that as a unit, it's not working. You've got Xander Clark behind them, who's got no really sort of no confidence in the boys in front of him as well, and that shows. And then you look to the midfield, and you've got Wotherspoon, you've got Holt, you've got uh, Matty Kennedy, and it's like there's no one the there other, that the can other, drag them forward. Probably all of you would be fine in another team, but collectively just now, there's no one seems to be taking responsibility for it. You keep seeing Holt going absolutely mental at his teammates, but at the same time, if it was a football manager, every half time Jason Holt's report would say. Feels like he's play. He's used to playing at a, a better tempo. Like <coughs> he, just, he just looks as if he's, he's used to playing at a, a slower tempo. He just looks as if the game's passing him by just now. He's really struggling with that. Yeah, Stevie May again. It's it's hard to watch at times because he's just it's just not there from anymore. Chris Kane was absolutely anonymous. Um, was less. Was I'm watching what we say about him because they're playing his own wedding. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right, I'll go into it then. But I, I, again, though, like. We're talking about these players, and that's where they need uh, the experience next to them. So, yeah. I mean, traditionally, you've had Steve McLean yeah. up there. You've had uh, Chris Miller even in the centre of midfield. Yeah. Guys I mean, that are that... neither of those players have been replaced, and as well as that, Shaughnessy leaving. Whether they left under freedom of contract at the end of the year, they'd known that for like eleven months. But they yeah. knew in the January he was going to be leaving. He was probably going to Aberdeen, and then he didn't. He went elsewhere. Yeah. But you knew from January he was leaving. There was a. St Johnston tried to sign Declan Gallagher, who absolutely bullied every bit of the St Johnston team. All of them. There was a point where he took on like three St Johnston players and was just throwing them about like empty trackies. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um. And St Johnston tried to sign him, didn't get him. So alternatively, number two in the list was Wallace Duffy, a guy who hadn't played for Celtic. Like that's bonkers stuff. Well, but they're not even <clears throat> similar. They're not similar. Yeah. Build. They're not. It's. It's that stuff about succession planning, and if you're if you're replacing Joe Shaw, say replace him with Declan Gallagher, is quite like him, like yeah. a big kind of imposing guy. It, nothing makes sense, and and you can see that softness from from the goals. You see, it's, it's set pieces constantly. Yeah, they can see the goals from set pieces, but they can see lots of more chances from them, and it's and it's just cheap constantly. And then and then obviously the fourth one was um, yeah, looks like one of those five or side goals where everybody's given up, including the, you know um, Clark goes down in installments yeah. like, I, a, like a 
you know, a 50-year-old boy that's just that's been running about for the rest of the day. And he really, just, really a truly underrated moment in this game was <laughs> uh, Mark Kerr absolutely ending whoever the St. Johnston defender went up. Who, Kerr went up to win the header and knock it down. It was a really well-worked move, my mother well in the end. Um, but um, Mark O'Hara absolutely thumping the St. Johnston player out of the air as well while he won the ball. Yeah. Uh, Mullerwell were very good. Uh, Mullerwell got a lot of, I've had a lot of praise for set pieces this year. Rightfully so, but really what they should do is just drop it in the six-yard box and let Peter Hartley attack it. Uh-huh. However you want to plan up your your set pieces, plan them up, plan them, just put them in the six-yard box and Peter Hartley will fucking win them. Every, yeah. like, so, like, it was two or three times in the game he should have scored. Eventually did. Motherwell weren't great in the first half. First five minutes of the second half, St. Johnston didn't get a kick. Yeah, and that was the game was over as soon as as soon as Motherwell hit the second. I was a big fan of Cole's header. I thought it was a tremendous ah, header. Yeah. Some yeah. leap on him. Great leap. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you can you can you can tell um, his, his dad's been teaching him in the garden. How <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Motherwell were, were really good. We and were really good in the last sort of ten fifteen minutes. But overall, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great Motherwell performance. Um, I think a better test for Motherwell this week will be at St Mirren on Wednesday night where see whether we fancy it more than that and again it'll be a good judge in terms of where St Johnston are as well relative to St Mirren I'm quite interested in seeing how the two of them look St Mirren to me look like a team who are more willing to scrap for it I'm just not convinced St Johnston have the ability to dig something out at the moment they need, mm-hmm. to, win a, they need to win a game and dig out a result and at the moment, I don't see the players there that are able to go ahead and do that. And there seems to be a, a relentless sort of chopping and changing of bodies. You, you bring in Wright, or you bring in Swanson, or you bring in uh, uh, O'Halloran. Oh, sorry, the fast one. Yes, you, and you you change that, you change that, but really, it just feels a bit like rear engine deck tails into Titanic at the moment. <laughs> it's just it's a real struggle for them. Anyway. Moving on, uh, we will have a look at Aberdeen 2, St Mirren 1, with goals from Cosgrove, McGinn and Obika. Um <laughs> Some really uh, good examples of strikers that just like to hit things here. Aye, yeah, yeah. I, Cosgrove is uh, just one of those players that everything he does just now works for him. Yeah. I mean, he's playing, he's been made to look, he looked okay last year um, when he had a decent team round about him for a long spell. This year, the rest of the players are not really stepping up and Cosgrove is constantly every week yeah. doing something. There's a there's a bit of like Duncan Ferguson about when Duncan Ferguson used to play for those really shite Everton teams over the years and kept just being quality. Yeah. yeah. Um, undeniable undeniably good football. And, and dragging them dragging them along and, and that's what you see um here because his finish was yeah. it was so I, I feel like that finish was really underrated for the weekend because he put it in exactly the a sea of bodies in front of him. I'll put it. I'll, I'll just open my foot and put it there, where no one can get near it. I think the, the he gets lucky with the ball, the way the ball bounces to him. Yeah. I think that's that's absolutely fair. But even before that, his movement in the box is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He, he drifts off two defenders, sees that uh, I think it's McGinn is going down the right hand side. Notes as a pocket of space. The ball doesn't go there um, immediately, but it means that when it comes out, like he's it's just got all the time in the you world. You can say it's lucky, but again, he continually nah, finds himself exactly there. It's every, so good. Everything he does in the penalty box is with purpose and it's with a reason. And his reason that time was to get to about the penalty spot with about five yards of space all all the way around him. Doesn't matter if the ball comes straight to him or bounces back out. He knows that he's got and that. he's going to finish it. And he also noticed that there was two other Aberdeen players in the six yard box. There's no point in overloading it. Yep. Come back out. And uh, yeah, he's he's just a fantastic example of what a very good SPFL striker should be. He's yeah. he's just absolutely nailing it. He's a wonderful player. Are I Aber- couldn't see myself saying that. Yeah, no, like, it's unbelievable. Ago. It's it? ridiculous. Are Aberdeen actually okay? Um, 
I find it like bear in mind they've won three and drawn one this month. Yeah. Really, I still find it really difficult to look at them and say you're good. But at the same time, they keep winning games, keep getting results. They drew with St Johnston in a dreadful, dreadful yeah. game of football. Yeah. But aside from that, they keep winning games. I think I think they definitely are good, but they are in no way without their flaws. Um, okay. You could especially see that with the, the goal, the St Mirren goal. Um, Greg Lee and Ryan Hedges um, basically just standing there looking at Ryan Flynn <laughs> running in between yeah. them, just being like, this, I'm sure this will end up Lee, fine. Lee's had a lot of praise quite rightly because he's, he's looked good at times this season, but that, that was really it was so. It wasn't just him though, it was Hedges. Hedges should be coming back and blocking... You know, blocking don't the cross while well, yeah. yeah, exactly. While Lee tries to show him, show him inside, and it just didn't happen for either of them. And then as soon as Flynn's free, I mean, there's there's I, one result when a player gets to the six yard box. I'm still not entirely him. sure how Abika put it in. I don't know if he, he can, knows. I don't know if I. I certainly don't. I watched it a bunch of times. I'm still not entirely sure from any of the angles quite which bit of his foot it hit. I want to say it's with intention because yeah. surely if you're two yards out from goal and it goes you in the back of the net. Then yeah. you meant what you did, um, but no, I, I think you shouldn't take away from from what Flynn did. He yeah. did really well to battle and win the ball back in the corner in the first place. But yeah, that's that's the sort of flaws I'm talking about with Aberdeen. They they are not sort of square pegs and round holes as such, but it's just there's just players quite clicking there's in players the in that team that are maybe new to positions. Greg Lee, for example, being one of them, which means when he gets back to cover back, he's not really he's a bit discombobulated, yeah. uh, and that certainly showed. But I think. They're definitely a good team. They've got good players. They've got a very, very solid spine to that team as well. Yeah, I'd say they're, they're more definitely more good than bad. They're probably going to finish third, um, but they're not as cohesive a team as we've seen before. It's more definitely. about individuals now. Is it, is, yeah. it, is it that we expect too much of them because we've seen good Aberdeen teams under Derek McInnes with similar players in the past few years? Or is this just what... Yeah. If, you set, if you set a bar for yourself, then you need to keep hitting it. Yeah. And that, I think that McInnes has been in for so long now, he set that bar yep. and he's, he's not quite hitting it just now, but at the same time, like Craig says, they probably will still finish third, which is probably where they belong yeah. in, in the league. So it's along, along those lines as well, where does Niall McGinn fit on that as well, given that Niall McGinn is now 22nd on the all-time scorers list for Aberdeen on 78, he's one behind Duncan Ferguson, or uh, sorry, Duncan Shearer, Aye. which is, I mean, Duncan Shearer... To me, 90s Aberdeen is Duncan Shearer and that's the only thing I can really remember from that. Yeah. That's the first face in my mind. Begins one goal behind that. He's probably going to surpass Rooney mm-hmm. uh, in the Aberdeen goal scoring list as well. I think he's eight behind or something like that. And again, he's now beginning that sort of category as well. And he's, again, standards have been set previously and he's not quite reaching that level again. Exactly. That is 100% what it is. Um, he had his, his moment in South Korea and then came, <laughs> and then came back. Um, and I, I think you, you're absolutely spot on. He's still a very effective player, as we saw again. Again, great finish as yeah, well. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, he still has all that in his locker, but he is you know, the same sort of legacy that McInnes is leaving, whereby he was electric a few years ago and now he's not quite there he's still impacting games he's still making a difference but he's not quite at that level that he was previously and I think that yeah there's it's almost like a hangover yeah. <laughs> almost you know it's, <laughs> it's the same team but it's just yeah. not um, so yeah first so it's the only thing that would concern me is they, they play pretty well again and they get nothing again and that's not the first time it's happened this season away from home they've, they've lost every single away game eight defeats out of eight that is Worrying. They yeah, even lost the Tyne Castle. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they're the only team that's, uh, that's lost there in about a year, right? That, that's literally true. Um, <laughs> no, Aberdeen. Uh, <laughs> Twice. Um, but yeah, that, that's the worry for them. I mean, you know, they get the, the chance kind of handy to them on a plate. Um, and 
I've never seen a less convincing penalty than that from Andrew. Honestly, um, man, when you can't when you can't buy goals, score penalties. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's it, even the the follow up is yeah. minging. Yeah. Well, well, you saw you saw Chris, Christie's is a good example, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Of you hit a penalty well, keeper saves it, comes back out, so you just fucking thump it again. Well, but even if see if he just stopped. He'd have probably got another penalty. <laughs> the defender was coming right at his back with the yeah. ball him over. Yeah. But there's just something about him. He'd have missed it again. <laughs> he's just one of those players, I think, that he just he just never looks convincing. It, it, it's weird to say it because he obviously literally scored one of the biggest goals in Scottish football over the last decade, but he doesn't ever really strike me as a big game player. Not not recently. That just was right. he was it. he was absolutely instrumental in Dundee United's Challenge Cup oh, that's true. So against it, Miriam, mm, um, take that so, back. Yeah, that's true. I, Big I, games. That's what I was talking about. Rob. What, what, oh. other, what other goals could I possibly have made? Well, um, big but, players, big uh, games. But it just, there's just something about him, and, and we saw it at Hamilton last season as well. He just ever since he went to Norwich ludicrously for a million pounds, um, we've not really seen anything from him. And it was weird that everyone talked it up as a good signing for St Mirren in the summer because he's. He's not yeah. been very good for a while, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it was such a meek kind of attempt. Do we do we think Joe Lewis is lucky, yeah. or was that the right decision? It was the right decision. It's, it's a great touch from Obika, um, and <laughs> and Joe Lewis is just like he's literally saying, "What?" That's why his arms are out. He's like, "How did you do that?" And then he, he does. He clips him. It's, it, yeah. it was, it was, it's not his fault as such. He's, he's yeah. a natural possession, but he, he, he impedes him. He stops. And, and I actually, I thought the ball was going to Lee anyway. I thought. Because, it's hard. That's a hard one to tell. But yeah, on the balance, I thought it was because he wasn't. It wasn't a deliberate foul from Joe Lewis. It was as no. you say, he was just beaten by a nice touch. And, and I mean, he's assuming that he meant it, bouncing off his shoulder. It was his head. I'm, I'm unconvinced. I, I am. I am absolutely on Obika's side here. Okay, because he's got a great song and seems like a nice guy. So. <laughs> Yeah, important things, important things. Grand. So we'll move on to Ibrox. Fuck. As uh, Rangers um, put five past Hearts, um, yeah. and then we'll move on to um, <laughs> uh, Barisic and Morelos are quite a combination. They uh, certainly are. They certainly are. That's um, I'll, ten, I'll add, ten assists in twenty games for Barisic. Now. I'll add uh, Glenn Kamara onto that as well because the touch that Kamara takes inside with the ball. Former, uh, sorry, future Juventus player. Uh, Eight million pounds Juventus player who Dundee got fifty grand for. Yeah. Um, the touch that he takes inside, which then sells the fullback uh, to drift inside to give Barisic the space for the overall. Remind me who that fullback was? Jamie Brandon? It was Jamie Brandon, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, null and void comment there, I'll just make that very clear. <laughs> it was a really nice list to take it away and give Barisic the space. And Morelos turning out to an, uh, turning an absolute demon at the back post as well is brilliant to watch. Is that 25 for the season that I hear from yes, Morelos? I think, yes, yeah, it is. 13 in Europe and 12 in and 12 against Hearts. And he's only he's only played against Kelly once as well, which is usually who he scores all his goals against. Yeah. Um, we're talking about um, Bikinta Slivka earlier in, in um, having to be a good player to play for Juventus. That does not apply to having to play for Manchester United, as uh, Joe Pereira is very... Very ably shown us in the last two weeks. He um, is um, astoundingly. He's, he's had that in him for so long, and now it's finally coming out. And it's like, well, actually, uh, Bobby's Lanal was dropped for worse. Uh, dropped for nothing worse. Sorry, yeah. Colin uh, Doyle likewise. Um, Colin Doyle as well. Christ, uh, I he, 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 Colin Doyle was even a Hearts player. He, he broke point. his leg, so that's that's okay, good. Well, that's um, <laughs> so, I, I don't mean that. Colin seems like a nice guy. Um, no, but it's just Hearts uh, always. 
really uh, feign themselves for having good goalkeepers, and they have throughout my entire life. And then the last couple of years has been fucking shocking. Uh, by, by, by similar record, reckoning, my memory of Hearts teams is always having absolute shits of wingers, which are also short of at the moment as well. I know, I know, it's really annoying, man. So I, someone should just make Jake Mulroney really angry. I think that would make him <laughs> it'd make him a far better footballer. Um, no, I, I think that um, it didn't matter what team Hearts put out uh, at Ibrox on Sunday, they were going to get that sort of result. It was the most inevitable and predictable drubbing um, that I've ever seen. Honestly, see when it got to 10 minutes, I was like, ah, oh, tell you what, done all right, that's 1-0 now, cool. Um, nobody else, I'll just put Twitter away. Um, it was so predictable uh, when you've got, you know, if Michael Smith had played, maybe it would have been four. Do you know what I mean? That, that That's what we're talking about here, but... Um, there seems to be absolutely no cohesion between Naismith and Uche, uh, which is a massive issue, seeing as that's the two sort of main strikers yeah. that we've got until Connor Washington's leg goes back on. Um, Stuck back on. Yeah, exactly. Glenn Whelan must be thinking, what the fuck have I done here? Uh, and Berra's broken. So yeah, it wasn't a surprising result, but at the same time, Rangers still look incredibly impressive, uh, especially at Ibrox. And continue um, to, sh- again, in, the, in, in a similar vein to Christian Dodge, are scoring goals which don't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Not, not in a great sense, just in a, what's, what's, how's that happened? Yeah, how's that actually gone in? Yeah. Uh, yes. But the, the, the thing with Rangers, like a very big month we've got coming up. Yeah. They, they obviously just uh, just got the result against uh, Finals, which sets them up nicely. The, the young boys game in a couple of weeks, they only need a draw. You would fancy them to get it. Um, they've got the cup final at the weekend. They have Aberdeen before that in midweek, um, and they play. I think they play Hibs. I think they play another couple of big games in the upcoming month, and then, and then they've really got another um, another game against Celtic um, before the break. I think yep. so. They have um, quite a set of fixtures coming up, and it's therefore we've we've talked a lot about their, their squad depth and how they've done better with the depth. And you saw Greg Stewart coming on and um, coming and scoring twice um, there that they've had um, Defoe, Morelos, rotating up front. They've got options all over the park, but this is going to be a big test of that because they can't be playing. They, you know they can't stick with the, the same team for every game in this month because yeah. there are a lot of high intensity games. That's what that's my favourite thing about the December football bonanza is yeah. that every team has a big run of games coming up because everyone plays each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like oh they've got Celtic coming up, so does everyone. Like, <laughs> oh they've got Hibs coming up, everyone does. Me too. Um, aye, it's yeah. I think their only um, game at Ibrox, if I remember rightly, is um, against Kelly, um, which is. We've generally given them a tough game there as well. So they do have, yeah, you're, you're right, everyone does. But, but for Rangers, just given that we've talked so much about the squad depth, this will be a big test of that. Um, yeah, they've just played hearts, so that's that's the easy game out of the way. So they've got the big tests coming up following from that as well. Exactly. Uh, talking about talking about the, the various levels of, of teams from Glasgow, that's a good link. Um, <laughs> Ross County hosted Celtic and Celtic pumped them. Aye. It's... Ryan Christie's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Ryan Christie is the best player in Scotland. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. See all, all this, all this Morelos and Edward. Did we see, did shut we, up! Did it's Ryan Christie. See that, that daily record top top fifty, top thirty footballers in Scotland. No, I didn't see it. It's wild, absolutely wild. Where's, I, where's I, Christie? I, uh, not first. Yeah, well, it's wild then. Is, yeah. he, is he in the top five? He's like six, man. Uh, what the C- fuck have C- you been smoking? Uh, Christoph Berra was ahead of Stuart Finlay. I just saw a Kelly fan um, complaining about that and I thought, I'm not even going to... This is just clickbait. I was going to drop it in the terrorist um, group chat, but it felt very clickbait, so I wasn't going to mention it. Have they just looked at the stats on Football Manager? Edward stops. Edward's not the best player in Scotland. Edward's not the best player. Edward is the best player in Scotland. I, I, there's definitely an argument for there's that, argument and I think that's it. fair. Um, but, but Ryan Christie's the best Ryan player in Scotland. Is, I was, Ryan Christie currently is the best player in Scotland. Yeah. You know, I was going to 
suggest on the group chat that you've been doing that championship belt thing that, that he would be the contender because yeah, yeah Christy for, from a, no doubt the best player in the country has been all season just just the size of the guy he's just he's just kind of um, he actually looked up as we said, I said that after was it the opening game of the season where he scored twice and was just standing there like collar unbuttoned just standing like I fucking rule this town Aye. he now looks bold by yeah. scoring goals like the second goal which was for the record the most FIFA 20 goal that there has been in the league this season of just an inside run and it's a straight but it's my favourite thing is diagonal runs yeah. straight straight passes yeah. the ball from Ayer is fantastic the defence from Ross County isn't great but nope. against Ross County give a shit yeah. the run and the pass and then the clip in and then I'm just standing like I do this all the time I'm actually bored by myself now um, was I, Ryan Christie is I'd say this really, I say every week you know I feel Ryan Christie is a Celtic player now is of that level and is definitely going higher it's interesting you said that goes like FIFA 20 because it feels like whoever was uh, sort of controlling Ross County just pressed triangle because <laughs> Ross Laidlaw was about 40 yards up the pitch when the ball was Baxter sorry Baxter, Baxter. it was Baxter um, was ludicrously far out of his goal yeah. which meant it was a very easy finish yeah. uh, but obviously the, the run and the ball from, from IR is even, even even the finish from Christie was like do you know what I'm going to put it close enough to him to make it exciting Aye. I'm not because I've got the whole goal to aim at <laughs> but I'm just going to put it close enough to him to break his heart literally bunt it into the net like, yeah. Yeah. Bumble is so good just now um, uh, that was the thing that was noticeable watching Celtic on Thursday night was you know they, they had Morgan kind of nominally playing centre forward they had all the players moving about but they, that wasn't close to their first strength team and they, they, they easily swept aside a half decent French team Bren they're not yeah. they're not terrible yeah. and yet yeah, Celtic were, were miles ahead of them and you start looking obviously this could be, come back in their face when, when the draw gets made for the Europa League but there will not be many teams that they will be scared of in that Europa League draw particularly yeah. given that they are gonna, they won the group they're yeah. saying they're not getting a Champions League dropout team yeah. brilliant are they, are they, the opportunity is there for them to go and do something really special well, they, could, they could get the um, worst Champions League dropout teams, but yeah, they're not getting. Yeah. They're not getting. Yeah, that, that that's the first time that they're in this position where I think they will go. I think. I mean, it could be they could still draw something like Arsenal, where they still, regardless, wouldn't be favourites. Definitely going to draw Arsenal. Most likely, they will be. They, they are absolutely going to draw Arsenal. Um, again, they? When when are the games played again? I don't know. After the draw, February. Um, it'll be after Arsenal sign Ryan Christie for 25 minutes <laughs> uh, Brendan Rodgers takes him uh, Brendan, Brendan um, Rodgers Arsenal signs Ryan Christie but, but we saw that again um, obviously Morgan was playing again he's, he's kind of come into the team and, and I was really pleased to see him play well because I think a lot of people particularly when, when Morgan's been called up to the Scotland squad recently it's been like oh he's not he's not been playing for Celtic and it's like that's not really a shame to not be playing for that Celtic team as long as when he does come in he shows what he's capable yeah. of and I think you have seen why he's been involved with Scotland now you can argue yeah there's been other players that could have been there but you see that he's got the quality that, that we're not saying right now he's yeah. a Scotland player but Ryan Christie two years ago you wouldn't have went yeah. he's a Scotland when player when you see other players do you also mean guys like Mikey Johnson as yes. well who came on and in a similar way to Morgan just looked immediately oh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm fine here I've been injured so you might have forgotten that I'm here but I'm still very much here and still very much a very big talent he is an absolute joy to watch play football great fun isn't he he's just great fun he's so direct he's a great dribbler he's a very good finisher he's like if you stuck some bits he's... of James Forrest and some bits of Ryan Christie together and went off you go aye it's honestly I, I, I think he's my, a, my question is when, when Celtic suddenly started getting it right with like their youth team because there, there went years where there wasn't really 
any proper half decent player came through. Okay, you get, you get, no, but you, okay, you had the John Kennedy who was quite promising, and you had David Marshall who was quite promising, but you didn't really see a lot. But all of a sudden, you've had Forrest McGregor, Tierney. Um, I think, I think that first man you just named from the, the previous uh, sort of squad that came through is a huge part to do with that. Yeah, John Kennedy, Kennedy yeah. um, has been massive in sort of nurturing that talent, especially, you know. Yeah, last few years, um, his sort of qualities and uh, reputation as a coach have, have really shone through. And I think he's probably got a big part to do with the fact that these guys are coming through now at a proper level that they can come into the team and not look out of place, unlike Tony Ralston. Yeah, that's when you talk about, you know, you, <laughs> talk, <laughs> you talk about like, you know, the Ajax thing and all that. But if Celtic are now at the stage where they could almost be putting out a team which is either their youth team players or the best young players at the same from other clubs, like, you know, Christy, Taylor, um, Morgan, guys who came from other teams yeah, in Scotland, yeah. or Brown indeed, when he was at a young age that um, came in. And so there's a lot to be said for what they're doing. There was a few question marks about the recruitment a year or two ago when it just looked like it was all going a bit wrong. But yeah. now you're looking again and thinking they seem to be getting it right. And recruitment at that point looked a lot like a lot of third and fourth options. Like yeah. We've worked yeah. first and second, not, can't yeah, afford yeah. it, not working, but maybe fourth option, Amido Baldi, he yeah. might be a player. Um, no, although, I mean, you've probably still got their Amido Baldi of this squad, which is a uh, bio, but uh, <laughs> just the, the striker, like they always have Timu Puki, just that striker they sign. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> the man responsible for the best red card of this season. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Um, for Ross County, there's little pot to be positive about. They're, they're, I think they're in a similar situation to St Johnston is that they more than anything else they need some centre halves. Like St Johnston mid or sorry Ross County middle to front look okay in a lot of ways. Centre halves and fullbacks just look nowhere near it just now. Like they played three centre halves and none of them covered themselves in glory at any yeah. point particularly. Um, yeah, they, they they just need some more. Less they need they need some more less experienced defenders. Yeah, was, Essentially, not Liam Fontaine. So they need some more less experienced defenders. It was Aye. when Fowler last week said you know they played St Mirren and he said the reason they thought St Mirren beat them was because St Mirren's defence was less bad. <laughs> and I kind of saw exactly what he meant. Yeah, not for the first time because they got scudded by Celtic at Parkhead. They got uh, scudded by Rangers um, mm-hmm. earlier in the season. I really enjoyed Ricky Foster, sorry, Richard Foster uh, playing a free role in that game. He was just whatever he wanted to be. It's like Ricky. Richard, where are you going? Why, why are you up front? All right, cool, no worries. Uh, see that ball in behind for Mikey Johnson's goal? Why on earth were you on right wing, you fucking idiot? What was he playing? Honestly, I, I, I really, uh, I've got a lot of time for uh, Ricky Richard um, and his daft hair, but aye, pish. Uh, just before we go on to the, the final game of uh, Livingston versus Ackies, we're just going to take a very, very short break. Hi, it's Fowler here with a quick break to tell you about Beer 52. It's always nice when you're watching a mediocre to crap football game in front of the TV to knock back a couple of beers while doing so. Well, thanks to our friends at Beer52, you have the opportunity to sip eight free exclusive craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash terrace and cover just 4 95 for the postage. What's more, listeners of the terrace get two extra free beers, so that's a total of 10 beers. Beer 52 traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, California, Finland and many more. The beauty of Beer 52 is that they don't hold you to ransom. There's no lock-in and you can leave at any time. Your first box will be sent to you the next day. Just go to beer52.com forward slash terrace to get your first case of 8 beers for free and don't forget... 
Terrace listeners get an extra two unmissable free beers. That's beer52.com forward slash Terrace. So, worth the break, worth the wait for this. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> worth the break. Do you know what? I got to the last game and realised, you know, we should really have done the Celtic game last and done Levy Ackies just before that. Yeah, that, uh, uh, breaking tradition though. I know, I know. Uh, as, uh, it's the rules. As, as rules state, nothing each. Uh, Livingston versus Ackies. It'd be great Ackies. when it gets to like, the last day of the season and someone wins the league with a 0 0 We're obliged to discuss it last. Rules are rules, Craig. That's rules it. are rules. Uh, um, I see people are raging that nobody went. I, I couldn't care less. Oh, uh, oh, no, it was, it was the. the, the 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 plastic pitch was the problem is if if uh, if Livingston had were Played playing on grass, grass there'd have been 8,000 there to watch them play Hamilton it's the, like, that's the, just how many fans they have the El Plastico yeah. uh, I've got, of, I've got a, a repeat of that on Saturday as well because I will be heading along to the, the Tony Mac for um, people forget though that Kelly play on plastic because they're good <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, until, until, until we beat them. Aye. It's It was two teams not in the best of forms with strikers who aren't really scoring, ending up uh, nothing each. Yeah. Um, not a great surprise here, but in the end, both of them probably quite happy to take a point. Yeah. 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 You think, given that both teams have kind of struggled with picking up points recently, Livingston, since the. Since they beat Celtic in such an impressive fashion, I've yeah. just not really reached that level again. Blah, 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 tactics. Sam Stubbs falling on his arse. Um, <laughs> absolute highlight of this yeah. game. Uh, without a shadow of doubt, the highlight of the game. I think, you know, Luke Southwood, yeah, he made some good saves. That's nice. Yeah. Nah, Sam Stubbs, uh, fresh air in it, but but falling in such a spectacular yeah. fashion. Um, uh, essentially, it reminds, me, it reminds me of the chowder fe- uh, chef in uh, The Simpsons when he goes into the kitchen <laughs> and just starts flying about. Gets up with like mouse traps all over him. It's Chowder. Frenchy. Yeah, him. I felt that was like a, a perfect mirroring of his father's time as St. Mirren manager. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute oh, swinging on, on this bodies on, everywhere. Yeah. On that moment, um, and on Livingston, uh, funnily enough, um, when Marvin Bartley was on a view from the terrace on Friday night and was talking about a manager who he played under who um, who was they didn't really think was very good, but they had some success under it. Um, and, and I was just hearing kind of big flashing lights Alan Stubbs Alan Stubbs I was like it can't be anyone else because Alan Stubbs was one of these guys that was clearly a shake manager um, but on that, on that yeah Southwood was man the match I thought um, yep. he, he, he made he made 8 saves in the game I think all of them you would expect him to make there was a couple there was one that, that was deflected that, and the, he had the, to the one that half the post that he managed how he managed to not because that looked all the world like it was going to be a glorious own goal like if that was Cornell Hazard that's going straight in the net yeah Southwood save flicking it over his own head somehow is is quite impressive and again similar to the Rangers game while he lost was very impressive there as well Um, but the thing for Levy was um, the striking options they obviously have um, are short of them yes I mean and they've always been short of them because they've been playing Scott Robinson up front for since time began I think like (laughs) since they got promoted but they obviously a while ago let Dolly Menga go to Angola on that weird deal where um, without really replacing him yeah and then who was they, a winger in the first place yeah, yeah but, no, but, he, but he did play no him, you're, yeah. Yeah, you're right and yeah. then they let Lee Miller go to manage Falkirk um, <laughs> where, I mean okay Lee Miller his legs were gone and all that but he, he still scored he scored at Rugby Park he still he has a body something. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, and he's a shithouser as well like he knows how to play Livingston football and so it's very weird that they do look like they're just kind of floating through the, the league at the moment and they're not yeah. it's almost like a bit of complacency like they think that everyone else is so shit that they can do whatever they want and they're still not going to get relegated and that may well be the case I think that may be the case for both of them and Ross County but um, and even Aki's maybe but um, 
But the um, there has to be a worry there, and that they they need to get recruitment right in January, um, because yeah, the, the squad is kind of lacking in a few areas. Very very thin. Can I wait to see David Martindale make himself number nine? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, just, just one, one more highlight from this game. Uh, there was a, a time where the ball went so high that the camera panned up, and you got a really nice panorama uh, of, of Livingston. You got a, a nice sky shot and stuff. It's great, man. The shame the game wasn't at Hamilton. You got any view of Sainsbury's or? Uh, Aye, I know that's it. It's like it looked quite leafy and green. I was like, ah, fair play. I've never seen the camera go that high at the Tony Macaroni. It was like it was like fair play into McArthur for actually following the ball. You, you could have just sort of left it, um, but not. To be fair, right? See, if I was up in that camera shed on top of the stand, Aye. there's no danger I would be leaning back too far. Aye, this guy's an absolute daredevil. Like, <laughs> we got to get our best guy. Anyway. Uh, that's, we've got a little bit over so apologies for that hopefully you enjoyed the next up to 10 minutes sorry for giving you more stuff yep. imagine you if you want even more stuff uh, we are off to record the Patreon now where Craig and I will continue our counting down of the 99 best Scotland internationalists of the decade uh, what are we 80 80 to 90 or 81 to 90 81 to 90 today so it's still well within the doldrums which really is the fun bit well, of all got, I think up until we get to like 21 to 10 yeah yeah, it's going to be a real struggle but nonetheless you can subscribe to that by visiting patreon.com slash test podcast uh, the TV show inspired by this podcast will not be back until 2020 until 2020 yeah um, so yeah really it's like you're dropping a bombshell on me there <laughs> <laughs> the look of panic in your I've face I've spoken there. to the commissioner the look of panic in your face there was absolutely wonderful um, it will not be back but Fortunately, I presume you've all Sky Plus it so you can re- just start rewatching the all over again. That's what I've done. Um, we will be back again on Thursday, which I believe might even be a lower league pod for. I've heard I've heard rumours that that's the case for sorry. those nerds, including Gary Cocker. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. <laughs>